Hey y'all, it's your girl Mayday Mayhem, and we're coming back with another stream today. And today we have a very good friend of mine, Eddie Schaefer. Mr. Uh, Eddie is what we call him. Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we will be having, uh, like I said, real conversation and real topics today. Um, if you want to start off, introduce yourself, uh, Mr. Schaefer. You may yeah. go ahead for some of our viewers that may not know who you are. I'm taking these off, they're glaring. Sorry. Uh, that's or right. if you want to, we can do this because I'm probably going to do this periodically. <laughs> like I'm not going to lie. I'll see how I'll see how long I can stand looking at myself and judging ah. myself silently. Um, <laughs> I am Eddie Schaefer, aka Mr. Eddie, aka Chocolate Danny. And um, I am here with Miss Mayday Mayhem, uh, this lovely, this lovely lady you see before you, who's a very concerned citizen, very informed, uh, works with a lot of different uh, avenues, and incredible stand-up comedian. And I and I'm and I'm blessed to uh, to be online, to be on this podcast today. So this this webcast. So thank you for this opportunity. No, thank you for being here, because you know. We've been talking about doing this for a while, but everybody, you know, we've both been busy, you know. So well, yeah, June is busy for a lot of these comedians. I'm seeing a lot of people post upcoming shows. I have upcoming shows. For the I have time. upcoming shows. Yeah, so. I don't know what it is. Like I've been doing this for a year since March. So March, April, May, June, March, and uh, three months. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm very happy people are starting to get to know me i'm getting to know them i'm like hustling they're kind of recognizing i'm you know participating in a lot of different really cool events and opportunities etc similar to uh things that you've done um in the kitchen being one of those opportunities yeah. uh yeah, get in the kitchen really shout cool. out to get in the kitchen jason m yeah <laughs> and then um yeah so i guess i could start with the dates i do have upcoming comedy shows and um the 6th at 9 p.m at uh, ashbury improv cafe in willow springs uh i don't know who else i'm performing with but it's always a hot lineup every time i see i believe it's christopher who puts on those shows and really great great team who work at that facility um so it's a coffee shop it's got like a cool college vibe to it and then there's musicians who may not have been performing at all, or they, they want to get their, their chops. And so they get an opportunity. It's sort of like a, like a talent show kind of thing meets. Oh, okay. Like a meet and greet talent show. Yeah, where there's, there's different levels. Yeah. There's different levels of experience that go up on stage and there's music to comedy and, and all in between. So it's pretty cool and it's a cool atmosphere. And then, uh, June 17th, I'm going to be, um, I forget, it's on Armitage, and Chavez Del Barrio is putting on the show. I can actually get the freaking actual uh, date. But, and then the 18th, I'm going to be, uh, the 18th, I'm going to be at E77 Sports Club. So Okay, all right. I'm pretty excited about that. Let me, let me get professional here. Uh, but we chilling and we giving out our information. You know, it's y'all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. The 17th, 
OMWP Studios, and that's 2113 West Armitage Avenue, and that is going to be the 17th, I believe, probably like 7 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock. Um, now, now, anyone could come in, or is this an open mic, or... Oh. Um... It's going to, this one, the 17th is going to be a showcase. So it looks okay. like this is locked unless he sort of goes off the cuff and does something out of pocket. Um, but to my knowledge, that is going to be a straight up um, comedy showcase. And then let's see. Then the 18th, are, tickets, are tickets available? Uh, or can you get them at the door? You can go at the door. I believe okay. this is a, I don't think he is. Boy, I am not prepared, apparently. <laughs> see, uh, see how we be going off the cuff? <laughs> exactly, right? Like, oh, if I'm going to do this. Or, uh, it, I think it actually the last time I checked, it was a donation. So okay. anywhere between five to ten. Five to ten bucks. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then, and then, no, and then. Let's see. Bear with me one second here. Mm-mm. All right. see, this is the time when we start picking up anyway. It's right. That time. Well, I'm I'm in the right place for it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 17th, I mentioned the 18th E77 Sports Bar in Midlothian. Right. And then Red Room Comedy Club the 19th. Okay. I know a Red Room. That's over there off Western, right? Correct. Yes. Western and Howard. I was yes. actually there Thursday night. I didn't get on. I just went to see some fellow comedians. Um, shout outs to Matt Perez and Shy Longo. Yes. Some sets and Frantet. And it was such a diverse crowd. And it's sort of the Rogers Park area that's very international and culturally diverse. Um, mm -hmm. Some queer comedians as well. Um, so Juliana uh, is one of the hosts. Uh, okay. And they, they do an incredible job. Incredible. Yes. And the Red, it's like a really cool speakeasy vibe. It's got an old school flavor. You enter through the bar and the bar is its own cool thing. You know, it's, a, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's very dated, very old school, a lot of pool tables. Um, so a lot of locals and then people come in and also check out comedy. It's it's the vibe last night was in, incredible. Just uh, Wednesday. That was a Wednesday show. Excuse me. That okay. was a great, great atmosphere. I've got nothing bad to say about it. They run a great ship. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a couple of shows at the Red Room, and I was like, okay, I have to perform there one day. Like, I have to get Absolutely. in there up on stage. But now I have time. I can actually get up there since my All kids right. are now out of school for the summer. So that's good. I have the summer to myself, which is a good time for actors and comedians during this time because this is when we start picking up and having more showcases, you have more tourists coming into town. Yeah. You have more people want to catch different shows and people want to go out and have fun, you know, just like we do at Get in the Kitchen. Right. So it's it's a this is around that time where it's grand time pretty much for, ah, <laughs> for I'm I'm getting it. So I'm so it's yeah, so I'm poised, I'm in a good position to start seeing that for myself and viewing that for myself. So I'm feeling pretty mm -hmm. lucky and, you know, getting prepared for 10 minute set. Um, mm -hmm. Got a lot of stuff together. I'm not like the biggest punchline guy or like mm -hmm. a tag dude. It's story time for me, but I definitely have kind of surprise stuff at the end of bits, but it's definitely a look into my world. And I think that's pretty hilarious because a lot of stuff ends up being kind of pathetic. So it's like, let's laugh at my pain. 
Well, you know, that's mostly how uh, actors and comedians, you know, that's how we portray our art. You know, we want people to laugh at the pain, but also know that they're not going through this pain alone. You know, you know, it's like you have to laugh to keep from crying, but also you're not by yourself. You know what I'm saying? You're not alone. Like, look. You think you're having a crappy day? Let me tell you about my day. You know, if I can get through this and laugh at it, like maybe it'll make your day a little bit more easier, make you what you're going through a little bit more less stressful than what it already is. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's definitely my inspiration for that. It's like if I can make one person laugh at something ridiculous in my world and they can relate, Mm -hmm. then I've done my job. Exactly. 100. Exactly. Um, 100. 100. <laughs> but but that's what it is. But that's all artists do. You know, even in uh, acting, you see most of the best and performers act through their real pain, you know, through mm-hmm. real emotions. Yeah. And that's how it comes out so well. And it's the same thing for comedians and other entertainers. It It's the same thing. It's the raw emotions that we give and make it into laughter. Right, right. I don't think it's cool, like, starting to find your niche and kind of your groove and with a lot of different folks. And there's a lot more opportunity. This is the best time to be a comedian, I think, in the city. Because yes, as I started, I noticed how many open mics have developed, how many things kind of ebbed and flowed, how... A lot of players in the game have been doing it for 10 years or mm-hmm. starting to really capitalize on this and people are noticing and there's an audience for it. And um, Chicago wide, Chicago land has open mics and really Everybody. quality rooms that are accessible. And I'm just really happy to be a part of it. I mean, I, I started as a musician. Okay. Uh, I've been in live bands since I was like 19 and okay. in the 90s so now i'm dating myself here but i started <laughs> a lot of alternative rock bands if you wanted to call it alternative but this trio i was in was kind of a blend of funk punk and ska and pop music and we toured a lot uh we didn't get out of the state really we kind of did really kind of got a good hold on the midwest and the popularity grew and we were very fortunate to have a 10 year run before we kind of went our separate ways to do our own thing and figure other things out. And then in Chicago, when I moved here in 2000, I got involved in another band, kind of a heavier, like pop punk, new wave and, and metal kind of like fusion band. Um, okay. A lot of harmonies at the same time. I know people are like, you play jazz. It's like, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I love jazz, jazz and funk are definitely, I think my forte, you know, as far as mm-hmm. rhythmically how I approach the guitar, you know, how I don't do traditional chords that I do things that are more considered voicings or things that color up or try to kind of evoke an emotion. Um, mm-hmm. But I've become a much better songwriter overall. And so I've been doing this for like, oh, geez, we'll say many decades. <laughs> many, uh, many, many moons. Many, many moons. Many <laughs> moons, many wars. Many uh, eclipses. So um, that's still on the table. And so I have a band called Meds, M-E-D-S. And it was 
my buddy Mike, who's also had the same trajectory in music as I have when he was a kid. But then our bands also knew each other when we were like, you know, 19, 20 years old. And we were from a town called Kankakee, and they were from a town called uh, Tinley Park. So the Chicago land area, different counties, you know, but we tour together. We, we just, you find people you have common ground with, you find your tribe within the tribe. And uh, Mm -hmm. it was great, great influences on each other. And so him and I got an acoustic duo years, years later after playing in a lot of different outfits. Now we have a bass player and a drummer who are phenomenal. And for the first time, there's like no drama and there's a lot of talent and we're all collaborating and, the quality is there and they're really complimenting the work that Mike and I have been doing for the last 10 years. And so I'm excited. And of course I, I still do the radio thing. On right. Thursdays, WZRD. It's a FM 88.3 FM. And that's in the Northeastern Illinois university campus. Yes. I was there once and it's awesome. Like I had such a blast there. Like I'm glad you did. I loved it. Like it was one of the most awesome radio shows I was on. Like it was fun. So thank you. I had an awesome time there. Yeah. And I understand that you like came from music and then you, now you're switching over into comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So So, are you taking some of that music experience and putting it into your comedy? You know, I haven't figured out how to, uh, people have suggested that I play guitar on stage and I'm just like, I kind of like, in the arena of comedy to be known for comedy and to be known for mm-hmm. what I have to say, how I deliver. And I want to get really good at it that way in a traditional sense. But, well, yeah. I, when I say, I mean, far as like some of your experience from the band, like, you know, oh, a wild yeah. night and telling the story on stage, yeah. you know, are you pulling some of that and throwing it into your, your schlick, you know, cause you can, you can find some funny stuff that happened Mm-hmm. In the past, you know, oh, and oh God, yeah, and throw that in the mix, you know, yeah. you can do that. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's I think it's impossible for me not to do that. I think exactly. it's impossible because I'm very active, and I kind of I enjoy yelling, but I'm like trying to dial that back necessarily, you know. I but I do get excited. I do like to kind of emote, and I guess I do sort of bark at times in the way that I've projected vocals on stage because I've been a front man for everything that I've done and every band that I've been in. I've essentially mm-hmm. been a front man. So I had to learn how to sing, play guitar at the same time and perform. Mm-hmm. So the performing element is there. So I want okay. to so I approach I approach my sets and sometimes it's chill. But mm-hmm. I think my philosophy and I think my energy and kind of how hype I typically get when I want to move a crowd, I want to perform like it's the last show I'm going to play. But that's how every perform is. It's like the, you want to give your all, this the last show ever, you know, like you want to give that experience. So yeah, absolutely. And there is a fellow comedian, uh, older gentleman who had said, he saw a set and he's like, man, you really bring it. You bring it. And I'm like, cool. I don't know if like everybody's okay with it, but I think most most folks that I see respond well to animation and yeah. um and high energy. And it's yeah. it's it's an art to figure out how to kind of like ebb and flow and bring it down and then pop. So 
I think that's an art into itself, perhaps that I'm still perfecting, you know, or maybe mm -hmm. with some people I have it. And with other people, it's like, yeah, you need to put a little bit more tech into that. Um, I suppose it's really telling. I mean, I, whatever, you know, it's like, I'm, I, I come in a very unorthodox way. And, and when I first started, there's, there's a black club like uh, South Chicago that I, I did two performances at totally ate shit. Uh, but it was sort of an inset crowd that was there. Mm -hmm. And um, they ran a really tight ship. They had a DJ. It was very tight back to back. But, you know, sometimes they let people just kind of go off the cuff and you're like, hey, am I going to get on stage or yeah. here? And and that's cool. And I think there's it's different in cultures of different types of environments. I think Riddles probably has a similar vibe to it. But I think they're more. I have yet to go to Riddles, but I've seen a live show there, and it's great. They run a great tight Riddles, ship. I've been at Riddles. Riddles, um, they run a very good uh, tight ship show, and mm -hmm. they're very, very good at telling you, like, hey, this is your light. And yeah. I have – they will cut the mic. If, yo, hey, yeah. or, the, uh, or the host will come up. Right. You know, they might give you a minute – yeah. Maybe 30 seconds, but, you know, because people are paying money sometimes to get in those clubs, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and, you know, they have to make sure that they have all performers because, you know, the performers sometimes get paid, too. Yeah. So and you also it's not even about the payment. It's about performing. You want to get up there and show your set and get your whole set. And then if your set is stepped on by another artist, now your set is shorter. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you have to be very timely, you know, and yeah. you, know, you have seven minutes. That means at six, I'm giving you that light. You got one minute left. Yeah. You know, I so. Yeah. I noticed in the first, I'm not going to name the, the place, mm -hmm. but it's a great spot. But I think for like first time comedians, you know, it's, it's a trial by fire, you know, and mm -hmm. I noticed there's a delivery difference. You can get really wild and just, kind of talk gibberish or, or about something you can like you can lead into something that's kind of wild and they accept you but out the gate i think i started saying some pretty wild dirty stuff and so people were just like whoa and <laughs> you know you know mo good right like that's where i first met her before she like skyrocketed and there's another comedian um who's been a, a guy for 20 years you know and so afterward i get off stage and they're just like oh yeah, you probably shouldn't talk about blowjobs like right away in your set. I was like, really? There's rules? And then, <laughs> Mo, and then Mo Good looked at me. She's like, you nasty, aren't you? And I'm just like, I'm just a wild person. <laughs> right. And she's like, come through my open mic. And she was doing something on the West Side. And I didn't get around to it before she didn't have time, I guess, to do it anymore. And then it just stopped. So I thought, mm -hmm. shoot, man. I think that's probably when things are starting to take off. And now she's... I mean, she's a zanies. I mean, she's basically like she's running it. She's crushing right. it. And good for her because right. she's and I'm glad I got to, like, connect with her. Mm -hmm. And what I noticed early on, like even Steven Springer, he was at the, this particular club. And I know Steven. Yeah. yeah cool. He got up and did his thing. And he's like, hey, come. I think your comedy would work with my club. You should come through. And so I, I went through and. uh Kind of eat shit there too, but I was just, 
I was just, I was noticing like how I trip, I was starting strong and trip myself up. Like these are the first like handful of gigs, you know, and um, just kind of getting my feet wet in different crowds and things like that and expecting hiccups. And then you learn how to problem solve later. And since then, you know, I've, I've done some things and I'm like, oh, starting to kind of float away uh, my concentration or I'm, I'm, I'm about to flake on something. And then I'm like, you know what? Switch gears, do crowd work. Mm-hmm. Cool. You know, so I've been able to um, navigate things on the fly a little better. So this is this is Batman year one. So um, (laughs) I was talking to a cat, you know, and I was basically going off of premises and and concepts and just storytelling stuff with like weird zingers at the end. And then you're kind of told once you ask around, it's like, yeah, you should probably start the first year with setting up real significant punchlines and working on tags like, oh, wow. I, I've been doing it backwards, but I, it's, probably, it's, it's all subjective, I guess, in the long run, because I've been in front of actual crowds, like comedy bar did okay. kind of like set up punch, like the way that I do it, the way I see it. Um, and I've really, I've entertained a lot of people and had them rolling, but also sometimes the best thing to do is throw away your material, read the crowd. Yes. And kind of go, all right. And there was a crowd at comedy bar and I'm like, I don't know if my material, if I, I felt a low energy that night. And I thought, I wonder if the crowd is too. So I went mm-hmm. up and I'm like, hey, when you guys got here, as soon as you sat down five minutes in where you're like, I can't wait to get the hell out of here. I don't care about comedy. And everyone just started laughing. It's like, I don't want to be here either. Like I had McDonald's earlier, which is the wrong idea. I had to shit the entire time I've been on this stage. <laughs> so people were like, ah. So I go, okay, cool. That, that was Sometimes you follow your instincts and it's right on. And there's been a, a two, three times, oh, a good handful of times that I've done that and I've been successful. I've, I've used that. But you're, you, you constantly, you got to, for me, my brain has to be on all the time. You constantly have to think. You got to think about a lot more things. It's, I did this power hour and I pretty much got harshed immediately as soon as I got on stage by a drunk comedian. Which you got to be prepared for that. You got to be ready for that. You got to be ready. Like, even if it's just like, whoa, like, said some out of pocket stuff. Like, you're not that hot of a comic. Who are you to say some wild shit? But, um, you know, but you got to have that. You can't you take gotta it. You got to be ready for it. You can't take it personally. You can't, you you just can't take it personally. It's, it's, it's all in the game. And I got hazed well. So I've been initiated <laughs> many times. I mean, people can, people can say that. Um, yeah, and then the and then the cat who was playing drums at the time, um, I think it was Brandon Kiefer who's playing drums. Great guy, incredible comedian. Okay. Um, he's like, "Hey Eddie, you play guitar, right?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "We got this mandolin back here." I was like, "Oh, you want me to play guitar? Stop doing comedy." He's like, "Yeah, come on, man." <laughs> so, I, so I got the mandolin, and I'm like, "I'm a lefty, so it's strung okay. up for a right-handed person." I started right. just started doing my thing, and the whole crowd was like, "Whoa!" Like, it's like suddenly I blew their mind for the first time, and I jammed because they didn't expect it. It was right. unexpected. So I jammed with the band, and now I've seen a couple of them since. And they're like, "Man, you play your ass off!" Like this this guy over here. So I go, "That's cool," you know. Right. And I'll, I'll take it. I'll take the win. It's an ugly win, but it, but I redeemed myself that night, and I just jammed, and I that was my set, you know, and it was sort of, that's what it was. And you can't have expectations 
with any venue, honestly. You can't go no. in there and be like, I'm going to crush. No. I'm like, oh, these people are lame. I'm going to bring the energy level way up. And then mm -hmm. you do what you do. And they're like, mm, we didn't like that. They don't know you yet. They don't know you yet. So you got to be humble. And which yes. is a motto I think I've been maintaining fairly consistently. Be nice as you can. Be humble as you can. Take whatever mm -hmm. offers you get. Yes. You know, don't, don't, don't worry about their attitude or anyone shine mm -hmm. or whatever the, you know. And just be like, hey, you know what? I wouldn't mind your advice on this. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. You know, I think they can appreciate it. So constructive criticism. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, there's a few that would just be like, they'll just tell you, they'll just be blunt about it. And you're like, I don't even understand. Are you acting right now or are you actually irritated? <laughs> it's just what it is. And, um, Sometimes I feel like I'm too normal to be a comedian. And then there's other times where I'm just like, I'm absolutely supposed to be doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like my, my life, I know I'm supposed to be doing comedy. Like there, there's no way. Says oh, the bell, says the angel bells. That was a sign. <laughs> it was a sign. <laughs> yeah. Especially over the last few years, um, a lot of life changes, a lot of trauma, a lot of things that kind of, kind of jacked me up. Um, right. led me to kind of abuse things or self-medicate my own way, which I had to seek counseling for and dial back and be disciplined in my own health and in my own mental health. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what goes along with it is again, mental health. A, a lot of people think that all oh, comedians are always happy and funny and go lucky or, but it's also a lot of, hurt and mental incapacity behind it it really is i think there's a reason why a lot of folks are stoned or drunk most of the time you know it's the numb it's the numb yeah. the pain it's the it's yeah. the self-medicate you know it's mm -hmm. literally the self-medicate like um i came from homeland security background like that's right you did that's where i came back that's where i came from but i ended up having a car accident so I ended up having to have a plate and four screws put in my neck. Mm. So that pretty much ended my career. But, you know, I had to learn to live differently. I had to learn that, oh, you can't do this anymore and you can't do that anymore. Yeah. It, I had to learn those things all over again. And it became very depressing. Yeah. It really did. To the point where I now have like fibromyalgia, where my nerves go insane. You know, I have yeah. depression due to the accident and things that led up to it and the things that happened after it. Like, it's a lot that goes along with it, but turn that sadness into something happy. You know, the whole saying, turning lemons into lemonade, you know. Absolutely. So. I'm glad you're able you know, to do it. Oh, oh, yes, absolutely. I, I, I it was. It was either do it or you don't. And it wasn't you don't. There wasn't a you don't do it choice. You know, it's like you have to do this. You know, I have children, you know, that depended on me, family that depended on me. And a lot of people that suffering in a mental illness and issues, they don't see that when they're in their illness, so to yeah. say, or when they're self-medicating, they don't think. 
oh, anyone cares. And that's the total opposite. Mm -hmm. And it's like a destructive attitude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And definitely got in my 30s. I was, Jesus, incredibly self-destructive. I mean, basically mm -hmm. all the way until I kind of hit ahead, you know, and I was, you know, gainfully employed. I've been a I've been a social worker for mm -hmm. three years. And at some point it just what I was doing to relieve a lot of things that all of a sudden started coming to the forefront. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of self-judgment, a lot of things not accepting of myself, a lot of mm -hmm. fear of, hey, this is my actualized self. How's this going to bode with some family or some friends? And can I be authentically myself again? And now that I'm so self-conscious of everything for the first time, and I just wanted to numb it myself. And I closeted, closetedly did that, you know, and just got into really bad habits, was still doing the work, but it came to a head and luckily it was recognized and it came with a lot of support from my work staff. Mm -hmm. uh, and then eventually I talked to family about it and certain family I knew would be like, whoa. And that was nerve wracking, but I did it on my birthday, me and my brother. And I kind of came out and said, Hey, I've been addicted to certain things and because of X, Y, Z and I didn't tell mm -hmm. him every nuanced thing, but right, of um, course. he and his wife afterwards, and I don't hear this much from him, is like, we love you. Please mm -hmm. take care of yourself and mm -hmm. don't, don't get too gassed up into what other people think. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. it's up to you. You mm -hmm. know, um, like I said, I didn't get into every detail, but I, I think they saw the writing on the wall. I think they knew what I was laying down. And so ever since then, like my relationship with his wife has been better and a lot of things have been better. I mean, there's been, there's been some uh, challenges, some mm -hmm. relapses, mm -hmm. uh, but I know that I don't no want to ever. Perfect. Yeah. And I know, I know that I don't want to ever go. Well, I, I stopped, I stopped relying on, oh, I've been sober for X amount of months. I've got to make it to a year. Oh, I fell off. Something happened. Oh, temptation, yada, yada, yada. I stopped kicking myself about that and just said, look, I know I don't ever want to be in the place that I was before. All I know exactly. is I want to have maximum energy, maximum, pro maximum productivity for as long as possible. And... Mm -hmm. Eventually, my fat ass will get back to the gym, and that'll be a whole nother transformation, too. But, you know, I've heard this. You got to get better the same way you got sick, slowly. Slowly. So It's a slow process. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm done at it. So I'm being in the moment, working on just not judging myself or worrying about a timeline or worrying about two steps back, two steps forward. Um and, and creating that stupid downward spiral, spiral again. It does me no good to shame myself, um, mm -hmm. any of those things. So, but I'm moving forward. I'm still, I'm doing a lot of shit. I got to remember that, you know? Yes. I'm involved in a lot of really healthy artistic things. Yes. And I'm also involved with the mental health community. Mm -hmm. I've been someone who has help people get social security, help them get medication consistently that they require work and like employment opportunities through, um, through a resource of ours. 
a lot of opportunities to help them live independently and to live competently, even with their mental health uh, struggle. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's, That's an awesome thing that you're actually helping to strengthen and to help, you know, people. Because nowadays in this world that we live in, people don't help people. It's only for self-gain, self-enjoyment, self-pleasure. It's not for to help, literally to seriously help someone. Right. With nothing in return, just to help. Yeah, we're all in it together. I mean, as corny as it sounds. And I think the pandemic really shone a light on who we really are and Mm -hmm. where we really need to go. And I think all of the madness and atrocities and things that we've done to each other, people are... It's going to extreme ways, but real movements have finally happened and real evolution has also happened um, to better those things and to not repeat those things and to not create more hurt. And I know mm-hmm. there's a lot, I know there's a pronoun war going on and there's, there's a lot yes. of things that aren't kosher to say. And some people take things out of context when they're yes. not simple, but at the same time, it's It'll it'll equal itself out at some point. Things are really topsy turvy due to just like internet exposure and not real contact. Mm-hmm. Government's jacked up on all sides. Uh, you know, we go from Floyd to Trump to pandemic to the Ukraine, and then maybe more pandemic, and then Johnny Depp and Amanda Heard. I mean, you can't catch a break. And not to mention uh, baby formula. Babies without formula, like I that's still astounding to me. How did United States run out of baby formula? And know, United States makes 98% of the baby formula in the world, and we had to outsource to the other two percent of the world to bring in baby formula because the baby formula that we had here was literally contaminated, literally killing children, like allegedly literally killing children due to salmonella meningitis poisoning. Yeah, we got to raise the price of gas, but baby formula is too expensive. Use the right. flint water. Right, like, and then I've heard so many people say, well, why can't women just breastfeed? Um, You know, some women can't breastfeed, right? You do know that. And what about um men that are primary caregivers to infants? How are yeah. they supposed to feed the babies? Yeah, they can't produce milk, so they're going to need formula. Or you have adoptive parents yeah. that are coming in with a newborn baby. Who? How are they supposed to breastfeed a baby? They need formula. Yeah, and some of, some of us ridiculous. have D cups. Some you of know, us have D cups, but it does not does not have the same milk producing properties as the as the lady. You ain't you ain't got the ducks. You ain't got the tail. You ain't got the little ducks to do what you got to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm nan for nan with nipples. I didn't lost nan and. The, I can't, it got back, you know, I, hey, ah. I'm man for man, I am man for man. Let's Ooh. see what you're working with. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, let's see those products of American uh, mammary. Um. <laughs> uh, you're great. Um, so, yeah, a lot of, yeah, and of, to, 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 to add my two cents on the, I mean, we can afford more military armament uh, seems that we're eking further and further into more physical involvement with the Ukraine and and Russia conflict 
And yes. it's like at some point we're not going to be we're going to be asleep at the wheel and we're going to be fully involved. Oh and, yeah, oh yeah. And it's like I, you know what? And then the okay for and then the mass shootings. I mean, like a double header, two weeks in a row. I'm like, it, it, it's okay. I'm 50 years old. I know I'm the prettiest 50 year old you're going to see today, but mm-hmm. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, pride, <laughs> but uh, but uh, shoot, he fan y'all. He fan pride teeth. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but. I've seen a lot of things. I've seen a lot of changes. And I I remember a time where it was like, not politically correct, but um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, humane, more yeah. humane. And maybe things are out of pocket, but you could talk that smack and still be cool or have differences of opinion, different political parties and still go to each other's cookout. Yeah. Um, now things yeah. have gotten really polarized and tribed up, and we're all aware of that. I'm sure people mm-hmm. are tired of hearing those sound bites from people, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And after these shootings and with, with the wake of everything that we've experienced in the last few years, I'm just like, how did we get here? I'm finally at a place where I'm just, who put the domino effect in motion? Who's mm-hmm. zooming who here? Like, mm-hmm. Who, who set this ring of fire ablaze? Right. Like, who's in control? Like, who's really at the wheel of the helm? Like, who's yeah. really doing this? Because, again, you have the mass shootings. And allegedly, there was another shooting today, this time at a church. So now, people are afraid to go to the grocery store. People are afraid to go to cemeteries. Children People are afraid to send their children to elementary schools. People are afraid to go to doctor's offices. It's like, are we being shut in and closed off to the world? Again, which is going to make more depression and more mental illness and also mask more mental illness because people are being hidden. Like it's almost like we're being pretty much pushed and hidden because you're scared yeah. to go anywhere. You're scared. Like you're, yeah. you're for real scared. Like I'm not and, gonna lie. You're scared. Oh, I would and 100. And I'm thinking to myself, and I don't want to think this, but things are so wacky, and things have been revealed so much to us. Things are so much more transparent because of media. Yes. That it's like, is this an agenda of control? Is this some sort of whack just like psychotic agenda from the powers that be or whatever one percent that you want to call to keep us separated i mean we're clearly already doing that you know antifa proud boy republican democrat progressive if you're outside the box if you're someone who's actually trying to like look at all sides and unify you're a minority yeah and obviously the arts is a way to break that bullshit up and so, call it out. Yeah. We call, we call it out. Like you're not seeing the comparison between this and this is the it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's just like shit's got bold and like because, also out in the open at the same time. It's bizarre to me. I just I cannot all I can do is say the serenity prayer over and over and control what I'm able to control and absolutely. be the and be the change that I want to see and start with me, you know. Absolutely. 
Which is Being why I have to go to the gym to because the fatter I get, the worse the world is going to be. I've no, I've, 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 I've tied those two things together. Finally, <laughs> no, I'm an idiot. No, the the world. I don't know. Like I said, um, I'm I'm mature. Like yes. I'm a very I'm a mature woman. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I can remember when. Literally, things weren't this bad. And it seems like yeah, things are amping yeah. up and it's getting worse and worse and worse. It's like things are very much amping up to where, again, you find these children, which they are children. They're 18 fucking years old. They're children that are able to get AR-15 style weaponry. They are mm -hmm. able to walk into stores and legally buy guns. And if they're depressed or feeling some type of way now, they've let the emotions take over with their anger. And now they've killed innocent kids or people for no reason. Or sometimes it's a reason of hate, you know. So how can we fix this? Yeah. Like how, how can we fix humanity when humanity seems like it doesn't want to fix itself? It's strange. It seems, and I've only, I've skimmed the surface of the news story and, and all the things that have been yeah. written about this last shooting and how I think Beto O'Rourke, uh, I forget which state he represents, he tried running for president, but he confronted the judicial system and the police uh, of that particular town in Texas. Okay, you They're bled. trying to shut him down, and and but he was calling them out, and uh, I feel like, uh, for what little knowledge I know, maybe you can expound on this, but it mm -hmm. seems the way uh, the enforcement in that town have been working around it may be a little backwards, or maybe they have a different attitude about it. Uh, I just don't know. I don't have enough research. But it seems there's already this us against them, like the police are not in the right frame of mind to be dealing with it, or there's an insensitivity, according to people who are critiquing their involvement and how they how they manage that situation. Mm -hmm. um, of course, you're going to see a lot of, oh, look how nicely they treated the white mass shooter. As opposed to, you know, young black men who just have gotten gunned down or uh, it's like it's it's like it's it's a double it's, standard. It's, it's a double standard. And I'm not saying one doesn't exist, but mm -hmm. I don't it. Things are also out of context at the same time for me. And mm -hmm. I and and I mean, it's up to me to do more research. And I'm sure some people listening are just like, you don't know the details. How dare you? But yeah, it, prob it, probably it, because. Honestly, the details keep change. Also, I got the headlines and I'm like, I don't want to get too emotionally wrapped up in the news right now. It's really what yeah. I because I know it's fucked up. I know because yeah, I know because I know I know everything everyone's talking about is that has a bit of truth to it. So I don't want to accept it. I already know it's fucked. I already accept it. I don't want to keep I'm hearing the same story over and over, the same story of hate, the same story of mistrust, the same story of 
lack of professionalism, lack lack of empathy, um, uh, lack of mismanagement, or, or excuse me, lack of correct management, uh, lack lack of equity, um, lack of equality, uh, all the same themes over and fucking over again, man. And it's like I want to smash shit, like I want to fuck shit up, and I'm just like, no. right. I gotta, I gotta go do comedy. I gotta go laugh at something, or I gotta go watch a friend do it, or I gotta go play music. And let me get on the radio and go off on the radio and just like mm-hmm. express myself through art, which is kind of how mm-hmm. I've always done it. But now with social work, I'm verbally and physically advocating, and I'm helping people stay off the street. Mm-hmm. And now I'm finding housing, and I'm uh, at some point I really need to. And I'm dealing with my own issues in the house right now. It's like they're raising the rent, but there's a rodent issue. And mm-hmm. I, I, I was close to getting a new apartment, but uh, their company found that I was late at a few rent payments. But it's like the manager I was working with at my building already was working stuff out with me for the last two years. Like, hey, just give us a couple, give us a call. If you're a few days late, whatever, let us know. Or if you pay half now, pay later in the month, fine. But then it got to like, I think corporate. And I ended up not getting the apartment and I confronted my landlady about it who runs my building she's like i never said anything like that to anybody Danny any i said well you're co- someone in your company did so i clearly gave I, I i got the wrong number across to the wrong department i should have i didn't know her personal number i would have just said i didn't think they would do that i think because right. because all my other things had cleared my background check my evictions any conviction stuff all the stuff that I do for clients and it went right. through. So I thought, wow, I'm 99.9 going to get an apartment. And then just the late rental payments were like the focus from them. But we're and just coming like, out of the pandemic. Like half of the world didn't pay rent for a whole year. You know what? You know what? And it's also in Illinois or in Chicago. Yeah. It's sort Illinois. of like it's renters rights. So, so now people are just being dicks about it they're just being dicks about it so now they're just kind of like oh you were late a couple times like motherfucker did do you see all the other shit that passed did you see did you see my w-2s and how i got two motherfucking gainfully employed gigs do you see mm-hmm. what the fuck i do for a living fuck out of mm-hmm. here man right and, and when, when i'm and, and i'm the scumbag go fuck yourself yep. and so it's just sort of like oh just to, the total gatekeeping thing that's happening and so control. Now control. And so now that I'm doing it as a career, now I'm like, well, now I'm going to really get up realtors fucking asses about shit. Now yeah. I'm really going to be, I'll be a fucking dick back. And case in point, there was a client, um, one of, one of our clients from a nursing home who's going to get housing. And because of another person who had really messed up, they decided we're not going to take any more housing vouchers. We're not going to take any more Section 8. But the person that I'm bringing in has no negative background. He has no late bills. He's no convictions, evictions. He's clean slate. He just, he's got a weak bladder after a hernia operation. That's the only thing. But we have resources to help him with that. But he has nothing that's going to in- impede. On him living here. Yeah. not or, so we, we, so we found out, hey, that's illegal. And so, one of, so my supervisor confronted them and said, you can't discriminate. 
against other people under the housing voucher. And thank God that there's been legislation passed in a Williams and Colbert decree. It's allowing more people with mental health coming out of nursing homes to have access to live independently and become functional members of society again. So now I'm noticing there is pushback from that, even with people that aren't like me, quote, mental health issues. There's pushback to people trying to fucking get ahead, man. It's like Mm -hmm. my credit, I've worked hard on my credit in the last year and Mm -hmm. last two years, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I... So, so I'm like, I don't know where I'm at, but I'm like, I'm, I'm enough of a range to where I qualify for most apartments right now that are on the market. Yeah. Well, to just be told some left field shit like, oh, it's because you've been late a couple of times in your rent. What the fuck does that have that to do seems, with it else? All the other things that have been cleared with me. That's some bullshit. And that sounds a little discriminatory. Like what, what, uh, cause I was late on rent a couple of times within the past two years. Like, but was it paid? Was it paid? It was paid. So yeah, yeah I'm not months behind. I've, right. I've resolved, I've resolved everything consistently that I may have been a week or two behind on because I'm in constant, because I'm responsible and I'm in constant communication with the company. So right. I'm, I'm just, so, so now it's like, okay, I, the, the, the rent raise is in July. So it's like, Hey, I got to do a month to month, or you got to find a place that doesn't have a road issue either in this building or another building under your company. And I need right. help with that. I need help with that since you already fucked me over. So, or who do I contact for the next department that you can tell them, Hey, he's, he's good with the rent thing. Don't trip. So I, so now I'm back to square one. It's frustrating. But- yeah, it's it's very frustrating because there's no reason any of that should have happened. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. I, I don't. It really, it really makes me just want to be self-destructive or do some out-of-pocket shit. But so you it, know, but but you know what what good would that do? It wouldn't. I gotta be chill. I gotta be cool because it's beyond being mad at this point. Yeah. It's uh-huh. it's it's. It, I'm gonna be real blunt. It's so much nigga shit right now that I. It's it's beyond even questioning why, because people mm-hmm. are absolutely just disgusting with yeah. with uh, with with the rights of others and and conditions of other people and. Um, it's just some real fucking, yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, uh, it's trashy. It's just trashy behavior mm-hmm. all around. Um, so yeah, I mean, as an artist or as a creative, um, people who go through these things, you know, they have a tendency to abuse or there's a, some, I mean, it, it can exacerbate people who are already dealing with something heavy in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. and this is just one what I've talked about for the last few minutes is one aspect mm-hmm. and one of the things I wanted to parlay that into was uh, being an artist or just being a creative and, and, and kind of acknowledging and looking at why we seem to be the people that are hardest hit mm-hmm. you know and the ones that abuse the most um 
are the ones that like are can be, could be affected the most and have a tendency to self-medicate more. And I'm, and I'm wondering if it's like there's a sensitivity level to that. Um, you see it over and over and over again with with creatives and artists, musicians, comedians, mm-hmm. people in the public eye. And um, we need us, you know, because yeah. we're, the, we're the ones who are, are calling things out. Similar to musicians in the 90s, there are, it's now it's the comedians in the 2000s that are the, the proponents, yeah. you know, the, they're the ones supporting free speech. They're the ones the, that are the most informed, the most engaged, the most able to combat things through comedy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think of a line from Eminem, like, uh, even, you know, even truth be said in jest. And I yeah. think that's indicative to, you know, lyrically, things lyrically and hip hop, music, comedy, all that. So, yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to at some point parlay what I was riffing off of into this, into this subject and curious what your thoughts are about it. Uh, I have to agree. Like when you're going through a stressful situation and again, being an artist and being a comedian, it's an outlet, you know, it's, it's almost, it's not a hobby because it's a job, but it's like a hobby of a job that you love. And it's an outlet. It's a real outlet. It's a stress reliever. Just like a lot of times when I'm having a really, really bad, week or month i go to the gun range i gotta hit you up with that you gotta (laughs) go to remind me when you do that i want to i want to go yes i i I go to gun range it's a good stress reliever um like it's something i've been doing since i was like 15 16 years old so it's something that i kept going up kept kept up with so it's a good stress reliever and Anything that relieves some type of stress off your life, because, again, you want to be happy and jubilant and make other folks laugh. But you have sometimes the weight of the show of the world on your shoulders and you still have to produce entertainment, you know, whether it's um, music. You know, it's been times that I'm pretty sure you had to play and you weren't feeling it, but you had to go out there and do it. Same thing with comedy. You may be having a very crummy week. You may have been in and out of the hospital or situations with family, but you still have to get up there and make the magic, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess I look back, there's, there's been four weeks off and I'm like, I haven't really done a, I haven't Mm -hmm. done a stand up. Holy shit. Dealing Mm -hmm. with the things that I've been dealing with and, and Mm -hmm. really focusing on that. And also the longer you take, the more self-conscious you get. So I'm like, okay, well, it's good. I got these shows coming up and it's given me time to practice. But I also feel like I'm letting the community down because, and that's, this is in my own head. Probably nobody cares, but there's probably some people that are like, I haven't seen Mr. Eddie out, you know, and yes, that's in my mind. So I'm conscious of that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I haven't gone anywhere, but I just had to kind of deal with me for a minute. Well, well, you have to self-preservation is best preservation because if you don't have self-love, how can you have love for others? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or how can you help others? Yeah. Like, again, I have to agree. Like, I had to literally take a break 
from my podcast for at least a couple of weeks because I had family issues that I had to deal with. Right. It had to be dealt with. And I don't want my viewers or fans to think that, oh, she just dropped off the face of the earth. No, I was just dealing with some family stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. I had to deal with life real quick. And sometimes it will knock you in your brakes and say, whoa, 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 buddy. You got to deal with this situation. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like, above all else, this that can wait for a second you have to deal with this first yeah and then you'll be in a better mind space and a better head space to be productive and be creative and push out more of you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. without being stricken with um depression or yeah. worrying about other things because you can't focus like that you yeah. really can't focus and i've definitely exper- i've been experiencing that and I do mm-hmm. have um, a referral from a doctor, you know, to this place is like, so I'm like, I got to get another therapist because it's been forever mm-hmm. since I've had one. And it's, yeah. so I'm like, I finally got a hold of them today and said, hey, I got referred from such and such doctor should be in the system. They're like, oh, uh, well, we'll have to do a full registration. You're not in the system. And I'm just like, this is a week ago that this fucking script went through, you know, why? Like, and I was finally getting irritated because I'm also burning the candle at both ends right now mm-hmm. and twice the phone the phone the, the call got dropped twice as i'm waiting and i'm almost getting ready so hmm. the second third time i got the hold the right person got dropped and again the theme being we're working on maintaining your level of mental health so do the work I'm getting on the phone i got an opportunity before they close call gets dropped a third time i'm like son of a bitch fuck it right. I'm going right. to get discouraged. It's not going to happen today, clearly, because I don't want to mm-hmm. experience that a third time. I, as mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'll fucking call Monday. You know, I. Mm-hmm. And it's so ridiculous, man. And I just thought, you know what? I'm being tested and I'm just yeah, being it's tested. A, it's a test. And the easy thing to do is go, go run to the, go run to the spot, go run to my dealer or run to a dealer, you know, and, and do whatever you do. Mm-hmm. And numb your mind completely. And I don't want to do it. I don't want to do no. that. You know? Um, right. Because, because honestly, any kind of addiction, mm-hmm. as you said earlier, is really comes down to um, dealing with pain. It's pain. Uh, dealing with trauma and dealing mm-hmm. with feelings that you don't want to feel. Nope. And as an adult, as an actualized person, and having gone through that and experienced the dark side of it to the light, I know the tools, I know the drill, and there's always going to be discomfort. There's okay. always going to be something that gets the best of you. There's always someone's going to say something out of pocket. There's always somebody that's going to rub you the wrong way. There's always something that you're going to do where you fucking hate yourself suddenly. It's never going to end. And it's how you deal with it. It's how you react to it. And you can't keep going back to that route because it'll catch up to you in a really negative way. And I'm just, I don't want to go out like that. I got too much pride for that. Yeah. And it's always going to be a test every day. You are going to be tested no matter how big or small or minute the test might be. You're going to be tested like myself. Yes. I believe in getting therapy. Yes. I see a therapist. I need to get a new therapist. But <laughs> I'm in the same spot trying to get a new therapist. And again, uh, our government makes it so hard with insurance companies 
that you have to get a referral to even see a therapist. And then sometimes the insurance is an issue because the insurance don't want to pay for that therapist. And, you know, it's always a glitch. But again, it's a test. Yeah, it's it's a test. And like my Mm -hmm. mother says, you know, you're only as strong as what you've been through. You know, you went through this. You're stronger than what you was yesterday, and you'll continue to get stronger. You just have to take it one day at a time, one right. step at a time. Right. And yeah. again, therapy is also a great outlook dealing with mental illness and substance abuse. Because again, some people just need somebody to talk to. Yeah. To be honest, they just need a listening ear. They just literally need someone to just sit down and just say, what what the hell is wrong with you? What what, what what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. What, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, tell me what's the problem. Yeah. Oh, you don't like the color blue. Why don't you like the color blue? Oh, well, it reminds me. Oh, so the blue brings on trauma to you. Well, maybe you shouldn't paint your walls the color blue. Maybe you should go with a white base color or a you yellow be, or a color. You know, you'd be a terrible therapist. You're so aggressive. <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would. I would need aggressive patients. You know, yeah. like. I only take aggressive patients. Right, like, right. You got a girl. You some good me. motherfuckers. You need someone to come at them sideways. Right. right. Uh, you come at me sideways. Oh, my turn. You know, right. like, exactly. like, like, like they they respect and respond to that better. Yeah, there's some. I'm sure there's there there like are that. some people that like I've always sound very blunt, you know, and I respond better to bluntness, like. Ah. Don't beat around the bush with me. Don't analyze. Don't say this lip gloss is the. No, I don't want to hear that. Tell me the cold, hard truth. Tell me what it is that you're trying to get to me or what you're trying to get me to understand because I'm not understanding going in in circles. You're going to confuse me and then you're going to piss me off and now I'm going to cuss you out. So, Mm -hmm. no, your best bet is to be very blunt, very precise. What is it that you want from me? What do you want? What do you expect? Am I supposed to learn a lesson from this? Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to be learning while doing this. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what I'm supposed to do because obviously I'm coming to you because I'm feeling lost. I'm feeling something is not right in my world and I'm coming to you. So don't send me on a trip around the moon. Please don't. Don't. Don't do that. Just help me find what I need to help find within myself so I can use those tools for when I'm going through a situation later on in life that I can pull from those tools and better help myself. You know what I'm saying? So I won't keep redoing the same thing over and over and over again. People have been really blunt with me, you know, and um, and I'm, I'm at a sensitivity level where it's just like, hey, don't come at me harsh all the time. Like, yes, but I obviously I've been able to take it, you know, but some people have taken it to a point where it's just like, Hey, you're out of pocket. Let's dial it back. But then I'm blunt too, you know, and um, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but at the same time, um, sometimes I have to be direct. And then I've had to be direct with someone recently and they're dealing with mental health, but it was a roommate situation. And I was just mm-hmm. like potential for, and I'm like, there's things that weren't firing on all registers and the way we were communicating and maybe the way he was communicating at times. And I was just like, Hey, look, 
these are the things I'm seeing. I don't think it's a good fit. Sorry. You know, so, and then when they don't get it, it's kind of like, oh man, now I got to, now I got to get more detailed. Okay. I got to really. Sometimes, you know, you have to set boundaries and sometimes people cross those boundaries and sometimes it's not wrong to let someone know, hey, you've crossed the line a little bit. You've crossed that boundary that I have set. And this is not only set for you, but this is also set for me. You know, you know, there are boundaries in any situation. There are boundaries, you know, and I handle people accordingly. You know, of course, I wouldn't be so blunt with a more shy or a timid person. Right. Of course, I'm going to be more on their level, you know, mirror image. Yeah. You know, I'm going to mirror you so I can talk to you. But if you're an aggressive person, oh, I'll get aggressive with you just so you can understand. Well, that's the thing. I'll match I'll match your energy with what you're putting mm-hmm. out at the end of the day. Right. Mirror image. Yeah. Do I want to, it came to a point where it's like I've had that abuse. I've had that trauma. I've had that disrespect mm-hmm. thrown at me. And it, 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 it toughened me up. It made me harder. Um, and then I was a guy with my dukes up for a long time. And finally now through therapy, through sobriety, through treatment, Mm -hmm. I've, I've been like, I think my ego is secure enough and it should be secure enough to where I don't have to win a fight every time. No. Because that shit is exhausting. Just being like this the entire time. I'm like, nah, you know what? Um, I'm going to let you have that and walk. Mm -hmm. Peace. It's okay to walk away. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to walk away. It's okay to lose a fight. Or what yeah. they say, take that L. You know what? Yeah. I will take that L for my peace, my tranquility, my sobriety. I'll take that L, whatever. Yeah. Because you know, all, yeah, because it also tells me, well, I won't be fucking with you anymore for sure. There I'm you not go. Put myself in that situation, or I'm not going to put myself in that situation again. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've seen the same result over and over and the madness is where you think you have control over it, but the same mm-hmm. result occurs and you think Absolutely. you have the ability to control it. It's like, it's not in your control. Let it go, man. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I, so at finally, at this point in my life, it took me this long of trial and error, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm here and I'm more conscious and better with myself and just able to walk away more. And it just, it maintains your happiness so much more. And when I hear yeah, oh my God, all around. I mean, your physical and mental health, because it affects both. I mean, it's sort yes. of like a quantum quantum uh, physics theory, you know, mm-hmm. when you're just like, when you're putting negative entities into water, I don't know how they were testing it out, but yes. they did some tests to where it's like the water became putrid and green instead of very clear. And that's because they were, there was some, act- yeah, go they ahead. Act- they actually did a study, I believe it was in Japan, where they actually did that uh they put water clear pure water in two different rooms they had one room where it was blasting negative energy negative words like i hate you you're disgusting you know bad things and in the other room they were blasting more positive angelic type music you know positive reinforcement and when they actually looked at the crystallized water the water that was getting the positive influence and the positive reconstruction was clear and beautiful and 
very intricate flakes versus the one that was getting negative energy. It was like you said, green, putrid, discolored. Mm-hmm. It it didn't, it wasn't well. So that's letting you know that words do have power and it has energy. And negative words do affect people because it affects water. It it affects yeah. you. It will affect yeah. you. Yeah. You know, and a lot of time people go through instance of uh substance abuse and depression because of the people that they are around that they are around it they denote negativity yeah and they you know kind of feed off of that so then they start feeling bad about themselves so it it is a thing with the positive and negative energy influence it it really is that that's a scientific thing you feel better when you hear or get positive news versus when you hear or get negative news. Yeah, yeah. You, you feel better. You know, your endorphins are more happy when you get something happy. And then, but when you hear something that you don't want to hear, now your mood's down. You feel like, oh my God, what's going on? I need to self-medicate. I need to numb this pain because yeah. it's not a good feeling. Right. You know, this is therapeutic for me because it's really hitting at home and bringing things to light and reminding me of things that are science fact. Um, and just thinking about I've been bitching about this house situation all day to the point where it's like, wow, you've really been bitching about it a lot. And I'm tired of talking about it. And I mm-hmm. just want to live and do the things that were are within my power that are fun and positive and productive. And so I'm setting that intention for the yes. rest of the weekend. <laughs> yes. Positive and, you're remi- and you're reminding me of that. So thank you. Yeah. Positive influence, positive vibes, positive reinforcement, because if you have all this negativity bearing and bearing in on you, you're not going to do nothing but attract more what negativity. You're not going to do but attract more negativity. But if you put out that positive lifeline, you're going to start pulling in, more positive influences, more positive entities, more positive people that'll surround you. And by the grace of God, you'll get that angel on your shoulder that say, guess what? You can move in next week. We have everything all set up for you. Don't worry about, oh, that little thing. We don't know why they were stripping them because of that. You know, mm-hmm. you're putting out that positive energy into the universe. Yeah. Even yeah. in your negative and trust me, I had some negative stuff. I still have to push out that positive in the universe because it will come back. Yeah. But you you just have to be, even in your darkest hour, in your worst moment, you still have to still think positive. Because if you don't, that negative will reinforce on you and you will see nothing but negative. Haven't yeah. you noticed that when you have a bad morning, Nothing works that whole day. Yep. Literally nothing works that whole day. You haven't looked at the positives that have worked that day. You've only focused on the negative. Why? Because that morning started off negative. So you ain't seeing nothing but negative, 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 negative. You ain't even paying attention to the positive things that you are seeing. Yeah. You're not even paying attention to them. You skipped over because your focus now was on nothing but negativity. Yeah. Now, versus when you have a good day, you wake up good and something negative happens to you like, oh, it's nothing. Like, la, 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 la. 
and well, you feel right. nothing but the positive things to happen to you. And then when something negative does happen to you, you're like, I don't want to hear that, man. Whatever going about your business. And you you keep on going, feeling the endorphins and keep on seeing positive things happen. So even if you're having a bad day, you still have to look for that positive because it will turn around. And you've even noticed if you do have a bad day, oh, I'm having a bad morning. Huh? You know what? Huh, it's going to get better. Shit actually gets better. And you look back at the end of the night like I did start off having a bad day, but it kind of ended up good. Why? Because you put out that positive reinforcement, even though it was negative, you put out that positive reinforcement. Mm -hmm. Right. I just thought about pushing someone over just now in my mind. Sorry, it's out. It's gone. P push them over. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're absolutely right. And it takes away your shine. It takes away your energy. Yes. And, and yes. Um, even though there's negative things that I was talking about it, I was also like, all right. And back to laughing, you know, it was, it, it was ebbing and flowing. It wasn't, yes. it wasn't consistent. It wasn't taking up my whole day. It really wasn't. And yes. so any, any more of these things, and the more I was trying to get things done and move and the more pushback or the more things weren't working out, I'm like, mm -hmm. this is clearly a sign. I need to walk away from all of this shit. Mm -hmm. Start over reset, Start positive over. reset, reset, positive. Yep. And positive yeah. thoughts. Take a cat nap and get ready for this pod. <laughs> I'm now. glad you took a cat nap. <laughs> it did. It did. It did the trick. Did the uh, trick. You probably heard my cat roaming around here a few times, meowing. I'm like, Allie, I'm on land. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, why? It was, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's so subtle. It's not really taking anything up. I'll I'll take a cat over a dog. Uh, making yeah. Noise. I don't know where she is now. She's she's somewhere in the house. She's yep. roaming with one of the kids somewhere. I don't she, know where she, she is. She she had she got what she needed from you and moved on. Okay. <laughs> she just wanted to be online for a minute. Meow. Okay, now going about your business, man. You see, you see, she got her positive reinforcement. Hey, bitch. And then like leave. Like, right. like, bitch, I'm here. Like, okay, mm. we see you. <laughs> we hear you. We can't see you, but we hear you. <laughs> Yeah, she like she trying to get it on conversation. Like, yeah, that time I was depressed because you didn't give me the catnip and you gave me the food instead. So she wanted to tell her depression story. So mm -hmm. it's okay. Remember that time I sprayed on the couch? That oh no, she she know better than that. <laughs> you going back? No, I'm just playing. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, okay. she's a good girl. She's a good kitten. She's a good cat. She don't do none of that. She just yeah. likes to talk. Yeah, I'm allergic. <laughs> At some point. Maybe I just need to get a cat and get over being allergic. But you know what? I heard that people are not really allergic to cats. They're actually allergic to the saliva. Really? And by cats licking themselves to clean themselves, they're putting their saliva on their coat. So you're actually allergic to the cat's saliva. Well, either way, I, I their, 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 their cat phlegm is uh, makes me itchy as shit. It, it makes uh, everybody I, itchy. I don't know. I hate I hate that because I do dig. I mean, that would solve. I wouldn't have to worry about a rodent thing from here on forward. I'll tell you that. Um, all I got to do is pick up a feral cat out here that'll actually give me the time of day. And it's a done deal. <laughs> they, they, they they threw them out here on the south side, right? And then I didn't know it. I went up to one. I'm like, hey, how you doing? It's like, what you on, motherfucker? Like, it literally <laughs> told me that. 
It's like, man, what you want? Like, I oh ran, man. I ran away. I was like, the cat's on the streets. So <laughs> you um, like my bad part now, just passing like, through. I just want blood. the pet. This is I your want- block. This is your side of the sidewalk. I'm just passing I just, through. I just wanted to get a pet. That's all. I just want the pet. Just right. want to hit you per bro. That's all. Mm-hmm. I, no problems. I want the problems. Yeah, they're strange out there. They just like they check you out. Like, what are you gonna do something? Can I help you? Are we good? Like, they what you like, need? Hello. Yeah, that's that's really it. And I mean, they're like, really they're, they're like what? Out. Like, what you need? Like, what do you want? Right. <laughs> right. Nothing to see here, man. I'm like, here you ain't ever saw a cat before? Like, oh damn. Right. right. I know. Cat attitude. That <laughs> can't really. Okay. Shit. <laughs> That That's my needs- type of cat. You come on my crib, shouty. Come on. Oh, that, that cat needs some therapy. Right. Right. <laughs> no, that cat is a therapist. That cat right. then crosses his legs. Let me tell you what's going on. Like, damn, mm-hmm. okay, cat. Mm-hmm. Calm down. Exactly. So, yeah, it's but wild. It's wild. Laughter is good for the soul. And, again, it's also good therapy. And it's also good to even talk about things that are bothering you or Again, some people just need to talk. Some people just need an outlet that's a positive outlet. That's not a negative outlet. That's not someone pushing them to do or say or be something that they don't want to be. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you see a lot. A lot of these things that's going out, people are depressed and they don't know how to deal with it. Some people, it's taboo to even talk about depression, to even talk about uh, therapy, like, oh, no, therapy. No, no, you therapy is okay. It's okay to see a therapist. It's okay to talk and get shit off your chest. It's okay. Yeah. It helps make you a stronger and better person because you're getting it off your chest. Yes. Someone is actually validating your emotions and feelings, you know, and you're okay. You know, you're not in this by yourself. You're not the only one dealing with this. I'm pretty sure some of the viewers that's going to listen to the stream, whatever, are listening to it now. And again, thank y'all for coming to the Mayday Mayhem stream. I appreciate it. We here with Mr. Eddie right there. You know, y'all see Mr. Eddie. A wrong way, Mr. Eddie right there. (laughs) So, um, you know, and they may be going through the same thing you know, maybe feeling some type of way, you know, and this may be a positive reinforcement for them. You know, if you stay positive and you keep pushing positive, you know, everyone is trial and error. No one on this earth is perfect. No one has a perfect life and you will never be perfect. It is what it is. We are all human. We are all different, but we are all precious in the same, you know, because only one of us it's only one Eddie Schaefer. It's only one. Yeah. Cannot be duplicated. Cannot be replicated. It's only one. So you're precious. You know, and you everyone must de- look at their life and deal with their life as though it is precious. Yeah. You know, and you we can all beat mental illness and depression and any other form if we all stick together and really try to help each other you know i come from the time and era where it really did take a village to raise a child like i didn't did one thing 15 blocks away and i didn't got my ass kicked six times before i didn't get home 
because everybody in the neighborhood know my mama and grandmama. And by the time I didn't get home, they didn't got to switch on me too. So guess what? I didn't do whatever the hell I did no more. Why? Because someone was always watching. It was always someone to look after and look over. We don't live in a society like that anymore. Yeah. So, I really want to, I really want to bring my campaign of bring the smack back. Uh, I think that's a good campaign. I think we need to really seriously consider it. And it might prevent uh, more school shootings. Just bring the smack back to the kids, you know, start well, doing they, like personalized, uh, you know, home care the way it used to be, <laughs> which is, which is why I'm single and uh, you know, why I don't have children currently. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> we we see why you're a comedian. I'm kind of bullshitting, but <laughs> right, it's been on my mind. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, they. I mean, I know. I mean, seriously, you don't want to abuse anybody, but no, it's it's needs, a different. There, 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 needs a, there needs to be a fearful respect with kids it, and their parents. You can't be it, friends. It's a difference between abuse and. Um, chastising. No child should be hit with an extension cord. Absolutely oh, not. not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. No child should be hit to where they're bleeding. No one should be hit like that. No one. Absolutely. You're talking a rap on the ass when they're young enough to take it and not too old to not take it, you know? Right. You know, a little tap on the hand. But again, you... The government and our powers that be have taken discipline from us as parents. You know, we tell our child no. The first thing they do, they run to what? The Internet or they run and um, call it abuse because you say no or mm -hmm. you are trying to do something to help improve them. It's, it's abuse, but no one has put their hands on them and it's always a threat. You know what I'm saying? It's always a threat. And then you do see cases where children should be taken out of the home and they're not taken out of the home. And then they end up deceased, like um, Shaman J. Crosby and um, the West brothers. They should have been taken out of those homes and they wasn't. And they ended up deceased. And these are children. So it's, it's just... Uh, almost a power struggle over our children it's almost yeah. like over them it's it's a power struggle over them like do the parents yeah. raise them or is society raising them yeah yeah it's not how it's supposed to be because it's when no. you put it like that it's completely unnatural no it's 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 it's, it's craziness it goes against nature 100 now that you put it in that in that context wow I'm learning a lot. You're giving me a lot of tools tonight, by the way, a lot of positive tools it's, to keep my, keep my head on straight because I am feeling like, yeah, I could do some dumb shit or really, you know, go down that rabbit hole. And you're giving me a lot of perspective. And um, what you're saying is 100% true. And then when you go down that rabbit hole, what you feel like shit after? Oh, every time. I mean, so why why put yourself through that through that torture? Yeah, it's torture. Yeah, there there's no reason. And 
like we said before, it's insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and getting the same result. Expecting the same, expecting a different result, right? We're thinking and, like, and, thinking like, oh, I've got control over this, and it's like, God, no, you how, don't. How often do you? It's yeah, but not not refocusing. Yeah. I wasn't intending on refocusing on me that way, but no, absolutely I think, not. I, I think your your point about children mm-hmm. and about how it goes against nature to kind of have this power struggle, either government to parent to parent to child. It's, I, it's I, a struggle. It's, it's, I think it's, it's one of the things that have gotten us to where we are today. Cause it's like social media is raising our kids because the first thing you hear your 12 or 13 year old child say, Oh, my friends have it. And you don't want your kids to be excluded. So what's the first thing you do? Well, let me try to monitor it. Let me allow you. And now never, never happened. It never happens. It's a power struggle. And now social media is raising your children versus what's allowed in your household and how your perspective. We want your children raised. You see what I'm saying? Because of course, once they get to be adults, they have that opportunity to do and stray and, whatever they want to do. But when they're children, I'm talking under the age of 12, 13, 14, and you have society of social media telling them one thing and a parent trying to tell them something else and what they're necessarily seeing on social media and in society is not the right thing. Yeah. It's not, it's not right. So it's literally like a power struggle. Yeah. Yeah. I've, um, I've seen so many, thirst trap videos on TikTok. And our children want to do that. And the whole like big bank thing. And uh, I'm just like, these girls, women and grown ass women and good looking women and women that across the board, you're like, you seem sane. And I know you are, but what you're doing is insane. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but here I am like the, here I am the creep, you know, on the social media sites, like, Ooh, I think I want to look at booty today. And you know, but they'll, like, but they'll call you a creep for looking. Yeah. But you put it on now. 100%. What do you think? What yeah. do you what do you think is going to happen if you put half-naked pictures of well, yourself? You think men are not going to ogle or women are not going to ogle at you like well, you don't Yeah, it, it, it obviously stimulates that primal area, but mm-hmm. there's there's also very a lot of moments to where I'm like, okay. Why have I been on? I, there's moments. There's it's there's moments, there's more. There's conflicting things of like, okay, I just want to get off and see this wild shit. And then there's also the other part of my mind that's like, this is pathetic mm-hmm. across the board. Like, there's a lot of desperate people out there gaining for attention and sexual attention and identity and 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 um, um, validation. Mm-hmm. And from girls to grown men, man. And yeah. grown men and men, women, and uh, it's just yeah. it's wild to see that it's just much and and the same goddamn sound bites, the same the same music samples of everything, yeah. the same like funny little scenarios or premises or whatever the hell it is, and it's just like wow, this is only uncreative as hell. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a look into how we're devolving as a human race. It's almost copy and paste. Yeah. 
wow, that's an even much less wordy and more accurate <laughs> version of what fucking horseshit I was saying just now. Yeah. No, no, no. I, it just came. It's like it's just copy and paste. Like I'm going to copy the new TikTok trend and I'm going to paste myself. And then someone's going to copy and paste me and they're going to paste themselves. And it's going to go on and on down the line. But it's for 15 seconds of endorphins, 15 seconds of happiness. That's and really what it, yeah, you you happiness. You can you 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 broke it all down to a very simple component that most people I think get out of the things they're supposed to, but a lot of people getting happiness out of this artificial manufactured cyber joy. It's empty you know? happiness because once they cut it off or once they stop scrolling, then the joy goes away, the endorphins go down. And what do they do? They go right back to this phone and start scrolling, scrolling, yeah. scrolling, and wishing that they had their life instead of living their life. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know? God. Well, I get, yeah, and I'll do the same thing, and I'll get on, and I'll look at mm -hmm. contemporaries and other people in, in the field that I'm, you know, artistically, you know, uh, dealing within and comparing them and, like, well, why are they accepting it? Or why are they hugging that person? Or why are they in that clique? Or... Am I not accepted? Or just like, well, idiot, like you have to actually got to put yourself out there. And the whole thing is you just got to go grind and do your thing and work and worry about all that. That shit will come to you. Shit. Absolutely. You, you can't better. worry about nobody you know, else. Because like, I know that at some point I got thirsty and it was like the, the person could tell. And I'm like, man, I need to dial this back. Like it really, I think with being a, a, a creative and certainly being in the comedy field, it's very easy. And I I have most things in perspective most of the time, but it's very easy to to trip up those insecurities that you do have mm -hmm. and make you kind of act out and 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 think too much about it and and worry about your own self-image of how you're being looked at and what you're not doing enough of and what you are maybe doing too. It's really easy to fall into those traps. And I wish I, I wish I could cut off that part of my brain, and but that's where therapy is going to have to come in, you know. If I could fucking get a hold of them, but um, <laughs> I, I fall into that trap all the time. Like, why can't I do this or why? But then I have to reel it back and say, "Hey, yo, Mayday," because you're not them and they're not you. You're your own person. You're your yeah. own self. Like, yeah. like. You know, that might be something you want to strive for, but yo, you're you like you're your own creative. You know what I'm saying? So you can't be, quote unquote, envious of what someone else is having to doing. That should be more of a grand and step for you to say, you know what? I'm going to be just as big as them or maybe bigger. Damn, maybe one day we can collab together. Man, Absolutely. one day we can do this, do that, do this, you know, yeah. and you keeping that yeah. still that positive push and positive headspace to yeah. go further, and you're not downing yourself because everyone, you know, we we always look at ourselves like, oh damn, I'm not good enough. Ah, oh, I'm not good enough. But mm -hmm. that's not the. Thank you for the likes and the uh, thumbs up. I really do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. Um, but you might get that that down feeling like you're not good enough. Yeah. No, you are good enough. 
you're more than good enough. You're better than good enough. Like it's all in you, you know, and you just have to let your genuine self out and your genuine self grow and shine. And people are going to see that and people are going to gravitate towards that. And it's going to be positive people and positive influences that are going to gravitate. So you just have to keep that mind space. Right. Well, thank you for that. It's really easy to compare and go, why am I not at the same level at them mm -hmm. right now? It's like, dude, you just fucking done. You've only been doing this a year. You know, it's I've like been doing it five years. Yeah. It's going on my sixth year. Yeah. And some people 10 and 20, 30. They're yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I'm doing okay. And I, I, but I do want to be in the same level with my contemporaries in the same space and feeling the same camaraderie, but it's like, it's not going to be like that. Like what you're just going to like, you're going to wow and charm this whole tribe of people that don't know you for shit. Like, who are you? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not Barack Obama shit. You, but the kicker is you will. That's the thing. You will. Yeah. That's the whole kicker. You will. And you have to stay in that consistent positive mind space. Like, oh, I'm just as good as them. The fuck? What you mean? No, I'm, I'm Eddie Schaefer. I'm Mr. Eddie. I'm just as good as their asses. Right. The world just doesn't know it yet. Wait right. till they see me. You know, yeah. you have to still keep that, that mind space because again, us artists and anyone else, any, it doesn't have to be art, anybody. We get in our own head and we put self-doubt. And when we put self-doubt in ourselves, we're literally only putting our own selves down. We're putting our own self down. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's human nature because, again, we are humans. We are using to gravitate to each other. Like we're having human-to-human um, -human, uh, connectivity right here. This is what we're used to doing. Yeah. And this is what makes us feel better to clean and to, you know, click on to other humans that'll help us feel better. Right. That'll help push us up and not bring us down. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, you, you just have to stay with positive people with a positive mind space that want to be positive that don't want to see your downfall, that want to see you strive and grow and be yeah. the best you. And if they not down for that, fuck them. They don't need to be in your life, bro. Yeah, yeah. They don't need to be there. I'm sorry. They don't need to be there because it's only going to bring you down. Yeah, and I've worked very hard to... To get where you are. distance myself and take a left turn from that ridiculousness. Because I'm yeah. not here, to, I'm not here to change it. Again, it also comes down with like the fight that you don't need to fight and that you can't win and you don't have to win. Um, no. You keep moving in a different direction and keep supporting yourself and feeding yourself with really good things. Sometimes the person that actually loses fight is actually the person who really wins. It's okay to walk away from a fight. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Your life may Will be Smith. better. It's okay. Perfect example. Right. Will. It's okay. You, you walk away from a fight. Yeah. It's okay. Well, while you're at it, you might want to walk away from that marriage. 
Russia, that's a that's a that's a conversation. I probably raised a lot of feathers even joking about that. Look, look, I'm kind of with you because she gaslighted that whole situation. I'm sorry, I am so sorry. It's there's a microscope. I mean, it's 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 a psychologist's wet dream, right there on film. And I mean, we all saw it, and we all saw it. We all had time to dissect it, analyze it, joke about it. The Amanda Heard, Johnny Depp, we all had time to dissect it, analyze it, think about it, apply it to our own experiences, and it's all bad. And 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 it's a it's something wrong on a global scale. It's something wrong yeah. with like the culture of Hollywood. It's 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 something wrong with toxic people, whether they're men or women, because they can be both. Yes, absolutely. The, the, you the, future, had, the future is female, but the future is people also. It's toxic people. You yeah. find toxic men. You find toxic females. It's, you find toxic couples that are just toxic people together creating toxic chaos amongst the world. I've, like, I've, been, I've been on either side and a participant in a coupling of that. Yes. And I've been in a toxic relationship. I was in a relationship with a narcissist for almost 10 years, yeah. which was, whoo, that was a wild ride. <laughs> and I'm glad I mean, I'm off that ride. Like, I mean, it's sort of like, you know, I, I think you don't know what in until you're, what you're in until you're out of it. And I think, yes. I think part of the appeal is admitting that, hey, I think we got off on the drama a little bit, whether we wanted to admit it or not. Like, it's like like some yeah. of us guys will talk about like we don't want drama, but us guys want a girl with a little bit of drama though, you know, or, see, or a partner. Um, and being out of it for so long, like after a string of relationships where they happen to be in a very toxic place, and I wasn't, it mm-hmm. made me put me in a very really toxic place and put me down. So it's like so now that I've been single AF for quite mm-hmm. some time, I've been more clear headed focusing on things that I can nurture that are positive things that feed me spiritually, that feed me mentally, that feed me emotionally. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm now more clear as to what I want to dive into when Mm -hmm. it's time to do that again. Exactly. Um, Because you work on yourself. Yeah. 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 um, Yeah. And I mean, I think the more attractive quality with people in general is when they have their own shit going on they mm-hmm. don't need anybody else. Like they're no. already, they're already self-fulfilled. They're mm-hmm. not doing it by this, 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 you know, desperate attempt, thirsty attempt for validation or, you know, um, doing all these wild things to just impress someone and get in in this click or, you know, I'm not, I'm not sniffing anyone's ass and I'm not like going that extra mile. I'm going to hustle, but I'm going to do it in an organic way. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna push and work like you should. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk that talk, but I ain't gonna be gross about it. You know what I mean? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play myself or anybody else to get there. I'm too Absolutely. old for it. I don't need it. I don't need to do that. I'm I'm very. I should be fulfilled enough with all the things that I'm doing just by doing them, just by getting better at doing them, just by getting out there and doing the physical work, the individualized work to get to those places. I'm blessed to be even have the ability to do music, to do radio and now comedy. I'm, I'm humble to do it. Of course, that doesn't mean I'm sitting on my laurels. I'm always, I'm in my head enough. There's enough self critique that I think is good for you, but to the point where it's just like, 
holding you back. It's like, come on, man, let's have fun again. Have fun. Right. There's no Absolutely. timeline. There's no timeline. And I think, yeah. I think because I got to that place of, of abuse, self-abuse, where I, I look back at my life and I was like, you got no savings. You wasted your life. You've been a fucking follower. You've been mm -hmm. a people pleaser. You've done all these things where it's like you gave other people the fucking energy when you sucked out your own good juice. Mm -hmm. And it got to that point where it's like, and here I am at this age and I ain't got shit or I'm not at the place where I'm comparably where my friends should be or where I should be to my friends or other people. And then it all comes crashing down. And but now that I've I, went, I rolled down that hill, I did it. And now I'm just climbing back up. And now I know. I don't need to do that anymore. And for my own self-preservation, as you said earlier, mm -hmm. I need to just enjoy the goddamn process. And it, that's, it, what I'm trying to, that's all I'm trying to do. Like, oh, but I'm not going to have some attitude after 10 years because maybe I'm not there. Like, because I've seen that in other people. And it's like, mm -hmm. you ain't doing yourself or anybody any motherfucking favors by doing that. Bitter. It's kind of a sort of bitterness and anger for themselves. Mm-hmm. Because just because that's where you want to be doesn't mean that's where you're going to be. You might be higher or you might be just right there. And it might be something inside of you holding you back. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to let go. And again, that's that negative reinforced feelings that our human brains have, yeah. that we have, that we always beating ourselves down. Yeah. Especially when you've been in a toxic relationship and you've been beat down by a toxic person, you kind of it's still there and you kind of relive what they were saying, like, oh my God, like he said, I wasn't good enough, or I'll never be good. And you kind of start going into that old feeling, mm -hmm. and then you have to pull yourself out, like, you know what? That's not true. I am good enough. And you look at the accolades that you've come across. So far, I am good enough. I did this. I did that. I did this. I'm here. I'm there. And you have to build yourself up and keep them negative components out of your mind. Yeah. You literally, you literally, it's a, it's a battle. It, your, your own yeah. mind, it really is a yeah. battle. And yeah. I understand because I battle with it too. It, I battle with it. Sometimes I don't feel good enough. Oh, why am I doing this? Oh, this is not. But then I look back on all the accolades I did and how far I've come. Like right now, I'm studying that second city right now. Good Something for, I wouldn't for you. Never, never thought I would have been doing. Right. Never. That's so cool. And I have to look back and be like, you're studying at second city. A lot of people don't get that opportunity. And you you're yeah. you're doing a good job. So <laughs> Why are you doubting yourself? Look how look where you were before and how far you have come. Why go back to where you were? Yeah. You know, of course, you're going to stumble and fall and self-doubt. But again, again, you have to look at your accolades. You have a whole radio show. You're doing open mics. You're doing stand up. You're doing outreach. You're doing things that you probably would have never thought you were doing 10 years ago. You're yeah. still doing your music. Look at all the accolades you have. 
Fuck all that negative stuff, but look at the positive things that you do have because I guarantee you, if you make a list of your positives, it's going to outweigh your negatives by tenfolds. By tenfolds. So why do we have to keep focusing on, <laughs> on the negative? Yeah. Negative shit happens. It happens. Bad shit happens. It is what it is. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Now it didn't happen. What's next? Are you going to wallow in self-pity or self-doubt because this negative thing happened? No. You get up. You brush yourself off. Get yourself together. Get back up on that horse and you ride back on. You fall off again. What you do? Oh, shit. Fell off again. Let me get on back up here and keep on riding. You don't stop. You don't slow down because once you stop and once you slow down, that's when those negative thoughts start hitting you. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's been like four weeks and it's like, oh boy, like I now I feel the effect and I know, hey, that's this isn't this isn't gonna work. Like whatever you had to go through, great, but now that's done. You're done. It's and done. So- it's over. That that whatever happened last week, that was last week. It's over. Yeah. It's over with. Now we have to deal with today, tomorrow, and next week. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get to a better place. It's going to excel positively, but we have to focus on the positive. Again, I remember last year, perfect example, last year for Memorial Day, I damn near cut off one of my toes in the backyard while I was barbecuing. Good Lord. (laughs) Yeah, it it was crazy. Now, I could have been walking around here like, oh, my toe. What am I going to do? Oh, no. Do you know I had five stitches in my middle toe and I still went outside on that grill and was barbecuing? Okay. (laughs) And my children were mad at me because I cut my foot. They weren't mad because I was barbecuing. It was mad because I cut my foot. I'm like, how you mad at me and I'm the one hurt? They said because you were stupid with what you did. How did I cut my foot? I had the hedge clippers out. When I mm-hmm. barbecue, I like to clip around my hedges. Mm-hmm. I had the hedge clippers out, and I didn't have any shoes on. It's my backyard. I don't have any dogs, so I can walk around barefoot. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, um, so I was. I put the clippers down, was not paying attention to it, and I tripped over it, and my toe literally hit it. Mm. Mm, whose fault was that? Right. My fault. That was right. my fault. Oh. <laughs> uh, it was my fault. Mm. And I couldn't be mad at nobody but myself. And I was mad at myself for a minute because I couldn't wear a shoe for almost two weeks. Mm. So I'm like, yeah. and I had shows to do. So oh, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, how am I going to do a show? with one sock on and a shoe. So I'm trying to literally squeeze my foot into a bigger shoe. And it was, it was craziness, but I got through it and I look back on it and I laugh Yeah, because it was a dumb thing that I did. And I beat myself up for it so bad. Like I really did beat myself up for like, you like you were so dumb. What if one of the children would have failed? What? Oh my God. What what were you thinking? You know, I really, really beat myself up. I really did until I had to think about like, but that didn't happen. Yeah. It didn't happen. You saw the, you saw what you did was wrong. 
Now, have you learned from your mistake? Yes, I have. What will you do now? I will not bring the hedges out and I will make sure that I put them far, far away. <laughs> exactly. That's what you're going. And what else? I'm going to have shoes on. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know what to do. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's trial and error. Same thing have to apply in life. When things bad happen to you. Ah, shit. Uh, uh, okay. All right. What did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? Okay, I did that. Huh? Won't do that no more. Who? I was talking to them. Uh, won't talk to them no more. You figure out what you've done, and you you progressively make better decisions. That's it. That's all. Right. That's all life is. You make mistakes, and you learn from them, and you make better decisions behind it. But you can't beat yourself up about them. You can't. That that's again what causes depression, mental illness. You know, by putting all this pressure on you for something that you're not even going to remember happened seven years from now or two years from now or a year from now. You're not even going to remember. Yeah. Like, literally, there is no scar on my toe. If I would never told anyone, no one would have known it was there. Right. It healed. It's like it it never happened. Mm. But I learned from it. And you have to take life with that, even if it's a negative experience, negative time you're going through. Oh, I learned this. I learned that. Well, it should be some bylaw that says this is against the law for you to turn me down for an apartment just because I was late on my rent one or two times. And there has to be some type of bylaw against this. There's always something. Or like, again, someone's going to come and say, oh, that's it. That's all. We'll take him. No problems. So, but you still have to keep that positive mind space and that positive. Yeah. Attitude. Yeah. That's all. You have to stay positive because that negative, that negativity will eat you alive. It really will. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to be homeless. Like that's a guarantee. Oh, oh God, no. But it's, it's, it's just a struggle that you shouldn't. We're adults that we shouldn't have to deal with certain shit that we literally should not have to deal with. But with the powers that be, we have to deal with them. Yeah. But it shouldn't make our lives depressive to where we can't function in normal way and be happy and prosperous. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen, but we just have to deal with it and move on and make better better decisions stay away from negative people like my mama say you be around the wrong person they'll put some bad juju on you be around the wrong people they negativity will rub off on you yep it has and yep that's and why i be by myself <laughs> it's just easier it's, it's easy to be by myself you know when it happens it happens and it's like i'm impatient and i think the whole self-deprecating self-medicating it's because Oh, you're finally awake of of the time that you quote unquote wasted to where you could be more comfortable and not having to deal with these things today. And so then I I went into a mindset of, well, I only have so much time left on this planet. I got to go hard. So when you go hard and then you run into a block, then you're like even more frustrated because it's like, God damn it. I want to get to this place. When am I going to be able to profit off of all this other stuff besides what I got to do to grind for work? 
And then, uh, so it's, it's this sort of trying to beat the clock mm-hmm. that saying. I've, that I've had to, and you're reminding me of again, to let go of, let it go. Let it, there is no, there is no timer set that says you have one hour to complete this challenge. Mm-hmm. No, you are the timer. Whenever the fuck the challenge is completed, it's completed. However fast I complete it, however slow I complete it, whatever tactics I use to complete it, as long as it's completed in the right and just way and I complete it correctly, as long as I complete it. Because let's think about it. You never really complete what you really want. You never really do. You never really do. But you have to, again, stay positive and push forward. Again, you. this is not going to be the only bump in the road or slip up or thing that is going to happen in life. It's going to be a trillion billion more, trillion billion more. But you can't focus on that negative. You have to focus on that positive. Because the more you focus on the negative, the more negative is going to come in. You have to be positive and focus positive aspects and pull from them positive resources. And the more that I've, um, and the more that I'm actually working towards those positive goals, the more challenges present themselves. But absolutely, I also look that at that as much as I've talked about the negative aspect. I also look at those things as a positive because that means mm-hmm. you're doing shit, and because you're doing shit, you're going to reach a different level of struggle, a different level mm-hmm. of pushback. Yep. That other people that other people who aren't doing shit aren't experiencing. No. So that's the reality. That's the yin yang of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And like, so that also keeps it in perspective for me too. Yep. That absolutely. Absolutely. This is a means to an end. You're going through this to get to a better place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna look back on this and be like, damn. I remember when I had to go through this, this, this to get to where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a phase. It's a process. Everything that literally in the past couple of months I have been through, I'm like, you know what? It's a test. It's a phase. It may be some negative shit happening right now to me, but you know what? I'm going to take it with stride. I'm going to try to be positive. I want to push positivity out. And slowly but surely, I'm getting that positivity back. It took time, but every time I get something, a brick thrown at me, huh, you threw a brick, huh? Let me make me a, a wall with this brick. I'm sick of y'all throwing these damn bricks at me. I got me some concrete, don't worry. So, you know, every brick you throw, I'm going to build something with it. Keep throwing bricks, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's the way I'm trying to look at life. And look at aspects of life because it's not going to be perfect. It will never be perfect. So, amen. You just have to take it as it is and keep striving forward. Well, thank you for that. And hell, mm-hmm. thank you for the opportunity to be on this program. Oh, of course. You know, you always welcome here, Mr. Eddie. Thank you, you always welcome. <laughs> and I was I was wondering, I'm like, I gotta talk to her about this too, because I saw there was another in the kitchen. I know we had talked about getting my behind in there and I'm like, wait, 
something yes. happened without me. Oh, well, we haven't did another open mic yet. We're going since it's warming up. So we probably will be doing more open mics at get in the kitchen where you have um, dinner. Well, you cook a dinner, prepare a dinner. You have wine. And then we come in with a comedy. They also have a drag night where they have yeah, the cool, drag fun. show. It's always so a I'm I'm trying to get to the drag show night. I'm like, uh, listen, uh, Jason, uh, when is this the next drag show night? Like, I would like to be in the audience this time. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Like, I want to be in the audience this time. But you want to be drinking, right? Wine. We're drinking wine yes. and we're making food, so we won't go out of there drunk on an empty stomach, you yeah, know. And it's good. 100%. so I can't wait to get to see one of the drag shows. But um, I, I, I'd love to do another one of those. I love the atmosphere there. I thought the vibe oh, yes. was cool. I, I can only imagine it with even more people. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing another. Oh, we'll be doing another open mic again since it's warmer and everyone is outside and everything. So, we'll be able to do more open mics. So it'll it'll be popping Beautiful. this summer. <laughs> so, what do you got coming up? Why don't you Why don't you self promote right now? Oh. Right now, it's just my um, the Mayday Mayhem stream right here where I'm talking about crimes and other um, things that's going on in the world. Um, back to my podcast. Again, I'm studying at Second City right now. Beautiful. Um, I'm still doing shows. I get in the kitchen and I'm still going to open mics like. I'm hitting up open mics. So you, 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 we you, might you, meet up at an open mic one night. I don't you, know. Like, Eddie. Yeah, well, word up. Mayhem. Yep, exactly. Are you still doing the uh, extraordinarium? Is he still uh, doing no, that? because I've been doing classes oh, at Second City. And, and it's on the same day as uh, Flabby Hoffman Radio Extravaganza. Wow. which is uh, 2800 North Milwaukee with Exploratorium where you can buy all type of like gifts and and little trickets. It's an awesome shop. It's an awesome place. Like I'd be up in that band stuff. Like I really a lot of stuff. a lot of retro toys and books and wild, weird, obscure stuff from all over in every different era. Yes. Like real strange cargo kitschy shit, you know, that, you know, that maybe like a the Partridge family lunchbox set or something like that. Like, Nothing but fun. I don't know where yeah, he gets it. Like, I don't know how he's even surviving. It's you know? a fun house. It's like a big fun house. And, yeah, and, then, and then there's a stage in the back for stand-up comedy or music. Yeah. Um, he does have stand-up comedy there. Uh, sometimes I believe it's um, on Tuesdays sometimes. Was, I'm not sure. Tuesday. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was fun. It was fun to play that room. It's, actually. it's always fun at the uh, Exploratorium. Um because again, it, that was a golf course, but when the pandemic hit, yeah, the stage part that was like a uh, golf course. It was a mini. Hilarious. It was a mini golf course, and when the pandemic hit, um, you know, we had to shut that part down because, of course, you couldn't have people inside. Yeah. And then, you know, so then he turned it into a uh, the stage. And also on Saturdays and Sundays, they have a um, a sale where they have uh, where you could go in there and uh, you have jewelry or shirts or it's like an artist sale every Saturday and Sunday there. Mm. My thing like 11 to six or something like that. Fun. So that happens every Saturday and Sunday, pretty much. 
That's again, with the radio station that goes on every Saturday from what, uh, one to uh, four thirty. Okay, excellent. Well, so yeah, it's important. always there. Always and then, support Gabby. And then, and then oh, most definitely, and I owe him another few visits. But uh, and then a few other things you're doing just to open mics. Then you're getting back, cracking back into it. Yeah, more open mics, uh, more acting. Um, I did a, I did do another uh, show. Um, so I have to wait for that to come out. Um, so I've just been, like I said, mostly I've been wrapped up between stand up and Second City. Got it. Got it. Well, I've been pretty much there trying to. Well, that's your focus, and you realize that's the amount of energy you can devote to that and those two things to do them well. Yeah, and with the kids. So, mm. <laughs> you're, you're super mom. I'm wondering if like moms just need to get paid to be moms. Well, then that's a whole nother can of worms. Like, mom's, I'm like, that. moms like you, for sure. Yeah, pay us for being mommies. Like, that, that, that's a whole other game. Yeah. It's yeah. Hard. Well, you got my love and support on that. Well, thank you, Eddie. Thank you. My well, I'm going to shame. I'm going to thank you. I'm going to shamelessly plug myself one more time. Here. Go ahead. Um, plug yourself. Where are you, of course, before we yes, end the podcast? Where are I'm you? A, I, where am I? I'm, a, I'm in that part of the podcast. So I'm a 6-9 next Thursday, Ashbury Improv in Willow Springs, 9 p.m. I'm going to be a featured, uh, featured comedian along with some others. Uh, 6 17 that's going to be i have to look at the other damn picture again because again let's go back to me not being organized at all no I'm kidding it's all good it's all good 17th this will be at omwp studios uh hosted by uh chavez del barrio he's really mm-hmm. opening up a lot of different spots for us and uh he's a he's a genuine artist um really mm-hmm. interesting cat that's going to be the 17th of June, 2113 West Armitage. I believe that's going to be a 7 p.m. show. Uh, the 18th. So that whole weekend. So then the 18th at E77 Sports Bar in Midlothian. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be an 8 o'clock show, um, sort of under the theme of Latinx Dose Comedy. He's kind of kind of has that as a title. So I'm really – there's a few other comedians that we're all – doing similar shows that uh, month. And so it's going to be exciting to be uh, doing multiple things with other comedians at, you know, same shows. That's kind of exciting. It's always fun. Yeah. And then Sunday, the 19th at Red Room Comedy Club, uh, it's going to be a a theme uh, June 19th, Juneteenth. So I will be performing June 19th. So I got to do some, some, some black humor, some African American humor Um, and not just about red velvet cake necessarily um but that's at red room 740 uh 7442 northwestern uh mm-hmm. from 1 p.m to 9 p.m I, I don't know how they're gonna work no wait that's a seven not seven. A, i'm like that's gotta room. be a seven the red I mean, room that uh, is not uh, open at one am my eyesight is starting to get a little fucked up uh <laughs> it is a seven to nine that makes way more sense i'm like mm-hmm. one o'clock they're not even open <laughs> The font of the of the seven is just it's not you got to have that head tilt a little more. Yeah. So in any case, seven to nine, oh, June 19th, Juneteenth. And the theme is called Nerds with Jokes. Oh, and it is cosplay encouraged. So I'm hoping to see some sexy nerds out there 
And Ooh, I'm going to do some nerd. nerd humor, or at least certainly take the nerd part of my life and put that into humor that night. So those yes. are all the shows going down in June for me. So I'm very excited about it and to have the opportunity um, to get it going. And then, of course, I do Thursday nights typically. Well, I won't next Thursday. I'll be at Ashbury Improv. I do Thursday nights at Northeastern Illinois University, NEIU as a wizard, WZRD Chicago 88.3 FM. Rep that shit. It's um, yes. one of the few free freeform radio stations in Chicago, 45 years deep. It's got quite a history, and it's in the student lounge of a major college, Northeastern yeah. Illinois University. So, yeah, there I am. And I guess you could you could catch me on Instagram, Schaefer Eddie, my name backwards, mm -hmm. Schaefer Eddie. Um, <laughs> yeah, real hard, right? Real, real technical. I thought real hard about that one. Schaefer Eddie on Instagram. And then Eddie L. Schaefer on Facebook. The way my name is spelt with an L in the middle for Lee or Luscious, depending on how you're looking at me right now. <laughs> I think all the ladies are saying Luscious. They're yeah. saying Luscious. Uh, luscious. He's <laughs> Luscious. He looks delicious. He looks delicious that I think, I think you need he to follow his lead. I think you I need think to sign. I think you need to sign the dotted line and trust in Luscious tonight. It's all the rage. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. Not, 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 not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back, the glasses are back on. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, thank you, Eddie, you. for coming through. I appreciate it. And you know, y'all can follow me at uh, Instagram at the way it's spelled right here, Mayday Mayhem. Or you can follow me on uh, Facebook at Ms. Mabel, M-Z-M-A-B-E-L. And we have Schaefer Eddie, which is backwards for IG. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, know you got the L for the Lushes up in there, you yeah. know. I mean, come on. Come on. Where can you, sure? How can you deny it? How can you deny it, man? How can you deny it, ladies? How can you? Remember, 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 remember. Mr. Bojangles. <laughs> Mr. Bojangles. So, I want to thank you so much, Eddie, for kicking it and rocking it out with me. Hopefully, we get you on again. Hell yeah. You know, you're always welcome to come back anytime. Um, thank you again for sharing your experience. And, you know, we talking about how you know, mental health is, you know, also a part of the arts and how also artists deal with mental health, you know, right. and how we can do better um, hobbies other than abusing our bodies and abusing ourselves, you know, to make a better leadway in a positive life. So I thank you again. And thank I thank you. everyone for listening. Thank you for the hearts and the likes. I appreciate it. Please like, share, tell your friends, come back. I'm in this stream the way I end all streams. If no one told you they love you, I do. I truly, truly do. And make sure you do better today than you did yesterday and strive for a better tomorrow today. You're precious. You're precious cargo. It's only one of you because you're special. Because it's, it's only one of you. That's why. So, again, thank y'all. I'll see y'all next time for another Mayday Mayhem stream. 
Thank you again, Mr. Eddie Schaefer. And again, where can they find you at before we end the broadcast on IG? They can find me Facebook. at Schaefer Eddie on Instagram and on Facebook, Eddie, middle initial L is in Lee, Schaefer on Facebook. Now, are you going to be um, putting your uh, shows on Instagram so we can see where we can find you? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on that because I'm a little technologi technologically in the uh, in the dark ages. But I've been getting better at my stories. But I'm gonna have to trying to put clips. Um, I'll definitely be recording clips. My phone is shite. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, or a post where we can see your lineup. Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do stories, so I'll do the the, yeah, the IG stories, and then I'll be up for like 24 hours. But I could also do like a, a regular post on my page on IG, definitely on uh, Facebook as well, and uh, to, to make sure I'm consistent with that. Like I'll probably put another one up before the end of the weekend. Uh, yeah. All, those, all, all the updated lists, so that you can keep following. Just keep checking in with the IG site, with the Facebook site. And you will see either on the story or in my actual like page, uh, I will have those things posted. And if there's other ways that I need to do it, like I also need a YouTube channel at some point because I got a 20 minute show that I've done that I paid. It's been filmed. So I just need to upload it. You need to and, upload it. Yeah. yeah, just upload it. I had trouble uploading it. It stopped halfway and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? So I need to talk to, I keep forgetting about it. I mean, it's over a year old. Um, but, but still. Yeah, but I'm still going to. Uh, so I got to just talk to some. Maybe you after the show. I don't know, but I'll, yeah. talk, to, I'll talk to somebody. Uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out now, perhaps, and I can upload it, and then that'll be ready. And so I'll have a YouTube channel, hopefully by the end of the weekend, because I do have a little bit of content. Yeah, all you gotta do is just we're we, we gonna get you together. We're gonna figure this out. We we'll figure, figure it out. out. So yeah. just so check it out, and it'll also be it'll be missed. The YouTube channel will be Mister Eddie. Um, or Mr. Eddie Chicago in case Mr. Eddie's been taken, but I haven't seen anybody really try to own that Mr. Eddie. It seems like no one wants to touch it. You know how I got it is like black women, like older black women, I'd say my name and they're like, well, okay, Mr. Eddie. You know, we'll take care of you. And it was always that. And I thought, wow, why haven't I been calling myself that? Because everyone else right. seems to be calling me that it's a term of endearment. So um, I thought that was fun. You know, I've been a lot of nicknames and aliases over the years. So this, mm. this seems well suited. Mr. Eddie. Yes. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> Eddie. Mr. Eddie, get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Eddie, we will be seeing you back here for the Mayday Mayhem stream. I know we're going to be seeing you back here. Yes. So. Follow her, everybody. Keep following her. She's the bomb. She's you're the real deal. Follow uh, him. Follow him. He's an awesome guy. Follow him. Follow. Right, whichever way it goes. Him. Oh, him right. oh shit! What if my finger actually like came into your screen? That'd be pretty cool. Right. That'd be awesome. Like, oh, yeah, right. It was, wait, 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 wait. I don't know which way it's gonna go. Wait. 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 His hand become Mayday's hand. Right. Uh, we got to work on that. We'll, we'll we got to work, work on, on it. Improv. We got to work on it. So. That's right. That's right. Have a good night. Thank you, Thank everyone. You. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I love y'all. See y'all next time. Cheers, everyone. Much love.